And I don't need the girl to sleep The beauty inside of me We're all here for a reason And if you truly love yourself You won't need anyone else to show the world What it's like to have freedom And if you fail to learn the lessons from your past You condemn to repeat them Fabulous and 50. Here we go for this one. So this podcast is for men or women. Obviously, you don't have to be bang on 50 year old to be starting to think about being fabulous at 50. Because after all, we can just have the belief that um, 50 is the new 30, can't we just? Uh, People are living longer. Obviously, we know that. Well, I'll say that they were before 2020 and let's hope that continues to be the case Uh, but people have been living longer and there's absolutely no reason why we can't be living a fantastic empowered positive healthy life and actually I'm looking forward to hitting my peak Uh, the irony here is I'm not actually 50 yet Um, I'm 48 now And what a 48 years it has been. We've only got to the beginning so far of these episodes, but I assure you there's a lot more exciting stories to share and I've certainly packed it in. But going back to uh, just a little chuckle to myself, actually, because when I was 38, I really wanted to stay at 38. And I was doing some newspapers and different, you know, publicity stunts and things like that at the time on TV. And they would always ask me how old I was. And when I got to 39, I was like, oh, I liked 38. So I would say I was 38. Suddenly, my 40th birthday was approaching. I really did not want to turn 40, you know. I had this real thing about it. And um, I thought, I'll just stay 38. And of course, by the time you've said 38 when you're 39, it's really hard to go back on, isn't it? And uh, there's only a few few close people who knew my real age. And I thought, hang on a minute. You know me. I'm not one to miss out on a party. I'm going to end up missing my 40th birthday here. I'm going to have to come clean. (laughs) So we did. We had a great party. I came clean. I decided I was going to be the fittest I'd ever been by the time I was 40. To be honest, it didn't happen on my actual birthday, but come, that was February, and come by the May, June of that time, I actually was the fittest I've ever been, fitter than I was in my 20s. So I've set myself the same goal. I am going to be the fittest ever that I've ever been, including when I was 40, by the time I'm 50. So quite funny here that I'm doing this podcast, as I say, um, you know, the divine, the source, The universe, whatever you want to call it, has a little chuckle at us because here I am now adding two years on (laughs) and I don't care. So fabulous at 50. It doesn't matter if you're 48. It doesn't matter if you're 55. It doesn't matter if you're 60. In fact, if you're 88, bloody good on you is what I say. But at any age, we need to stay young. And why don't we stay young? Why can't we stay young? There is no reason. It is well within our control. And there are key things that we can do to keep healthy. Of course, we want to be around. We want to see our children thriving. We want to see our grandchildren thriving. We want to be there to support them. We want to be there to enjoy, you know, the fruits of our labours. So we want to be young and we want to be healthy for as long as possible. So we decided to put this podcast together so that I could share with you a few of the things that I do to keep myself young as I'm approaching 50. So might sound a bit tongue in cheek, but sexy dancing, be it on your own or with others, is a must. 
come on guys you love a good boogie but do you often just like dance around the living room dance around the house naked uh, if possible why not freeing empowering and uh, just really embrace this you know for thousands of years there has been this innate calling for us to move hasn't there move our body to the rhythm you only need to look at a little baby it's it's you know in ground in us to want to be moving when we start to hear the music so it's a natural part of our being that i think we neglect all too often so neuroscience has also proved that dancing stimulates the hippocampus region of the brain, the area that obviously controls the memory, the learning abilities and balance of the hormones, etc. So this has been proven and profound beneficial cognitive and neurological effects when dancing to our favourite beat become prominent. So why aren't we dancing every day? I'm urging you, make that first 15 minutes that I've talked about, you know, being a powerful part of the day, be it the morning or the night, particularly the morning, I think. One way you just dance around, sexy dancing as well, when you're working those hips, the neuroscience and these movements have been shown that we can store a lot of negative, stagnant energy and emotions literally in the hips. So loosening up those hips. I don't know about you, but I'm a real sort of uh, mover when it comes to um, dancing. I like to move from my hips and you only need to look at the salsa dancers or dancing on ice. And it's all in the hips and the wiggle, isn't it? And it's really important we do that. Okay, because it's going to release this tension, this stress, and really just help us to make us feel better. And, you know, it can contribute towards bad backs uh, when we're not moving and when our um, hips are stiff, headaches, etc. So really, we should be dancing every single day and at least rotating those hips like one way or the other. And why not just turn on your favourite tune? dance and you know what i find as well dance it just connects us back to our soul the truth of who we are it brings us fully into the present moment so have a really good dance about and then think right what's my next moves what's my next steps you know in my relationships in my work my dreams my goals do it when you've been dancing and what will flood into you is going to be so much more powerful than if you were kind of just sitting there, body posture down, because we know every state of mind has a body posture. So you imagine when you've been dancing, your state of mind lifts. So it really is common sense. So get those dancing shoes on, dance in bare feet even, or go the whole hog like me and dance around your house naked. Why not? Okay, so next to keep fantastic at 50, challenging yourself to do something different every day. We are running these patterns of behaviour. So it's like you wake up, the alarm goes off at a certain time, perhaps, and then you might stagger to put the coffee on. You might then go and, I don't know, do you brush your teeth? Do you look at your phone? You know, you'll find that these patterns that we get stuck in, this is what we need to break out of. You know, it's like we're sleepwalking through life in a trance of these patterns. 
and we need to shock ourselves out of it. It's really important that we shock ourselves out of these patterns so that we can achieve the most. And we can also have awareness of opportunities, great things happening that are not in our normal routine. Go a different way home, take a different route home, stop somewhere you'd never stop. Break these routines as if your life depended on it. Because I assure you, the most uncertainty that you can comfortably handle is in direct proportion to your success. So step out of your comfy zone, do things that are not predictable break that pattern. I mean, I like to wake up. It is nice to have a routine on a morning, you know. My routine is to put on a meditation before I even get out of bed. That's it. So I'm waking up to gratitude. I'm waking up to love. I'm waking up to just feeling appreciation and all the magic of the day that is about to commence. I don't rush off anywhere ever. I make that morning time special and then I go to the gym. I do a training session either at the gym or else I'll do it, you know, we'll go for a walk or something and perhaps have a smoothie. So just getting those routines for a morning for good practice. I'm not saying don't do that, but beware of these sloppy practices and be super, super aware of making sure just every day you do something different. Okay, so don't get me wrong, as I say, it's useful sometimes to have these strict routines as long as they are good ones. But a study has found that mentally challenging yourself will literally stave off the hormones that cause the production of brain chemicals that are associated with low moods and ageing. As people get older, there's a tendency to get stuck in a rut. So break out of those routines. There you go. There's every reason to do this. This is going to age you if you just get stuck in that rut, okay? So also just like making a point of thinking, who can I connect with today that I haven't spoken to for a long time? Perhaps it could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a knock on a neighbour's door, it could be, I don't know, buying a coffee for the person next to you. Just something that is um, stepping out of your normal routine and, and about making connection. I feel like I've spoken about before, you've got an incredible network and I reach out to them often, particularly certain people will just pop in my head and I do it there and then. So there's no routine like that for me. I don't have a set time where I make calls and I believe that's because I very much live in flow. So if a thought comes in to me that, oh, you should ring that person, you should chase that up, I do it. You know, these never-ending lists of things we should do, they don't really work. You end up doing the things that you really like first and the rest of it gets left. So I don't really agree with lists. Sometimes it's good to just have a list and go, right, these are the bullet points for the week that I must absolutely get done. Start with those um, the, the jobs that you don't really want to do. Do them first, get them out of the way, then you'll feel better and then glide through the rest of them. Yes, that's the best strategy for that one. But ultimately, changing those patterns. All right, so I've done this a few times. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit of a wimp when it comes to cold water. I can um, swim in, you know, a warmish pool. <laughs> I am no Win Hoffman, I'm not going to lie. I have had cold showers and I have felt invigorated. I love going in the steam and sauna and then blasting ice on me, actually. That's a really lovely way because I can do it sort of gently at that point rather than going in a plunge pool or ice cold water on my head. I don't really like it, to be honest, but I do know 
how beneficial it is. I mean, it's incredible. So ice for me works. I'd go get hot and then ice down, rubbing ice all over my body. It's really cool and it's obviously bloody freezing actually, but it's not taking it as far for me as plunging in these ice cold baths and these ice baths. But you know what? If you can push those boundaries and you can do it, it is so, so, so good for you. And I'm building up slowly. So just starting off with like a minute in a cold shower after it's been warm and then increasing that, you know, another 30 seconds every day till you can get to like two or three minutes. OK, build that up. And for those really wild ones out there, of course, you can go at this time of the year and do this wild swimming. I know a lot of people do it automatically, don't they, at New Year. Um, again, that's a bit of a celebration thing great do it every day if you love it that much you crazy fools <laughs> no but ice cold water i mean you know there's loads of evidence supporting that that's a good thing to do it will literally boost your energy it's gonna keep you stimulated making you feel truly alive it produces again endorphins helps tone the skin promotes collagen renewal yeah you know it's daring but millions of people are doing it and win hoffman's fans cannot all be wrong and obviously, I've spoke to loads of them. And um, these people are just shining bright. And that speaks volumes to me. You can read the energy. Uh, you can always tell when people speak to you or when you hear the tone in their voice, if what they're saying is true or not. So I'm really hoping that you know all of these podcasts are resonating. That's something that I'm determined to do with all this and with all my guests is make sure that everyone who comes on is really authentically being themselves. There's no hiding behind their, hey, you know, do this, do that. All this sort of um, self-proclaimed guruism that we're seeing around that we want to stamp out. And, you know, they all look absolutely gorgeous with their filters on Instagram and all the rest of it. I want to keep this really real. So, of course, it's the same for the podcast series. I would definitely, definitely shout out to people to give it a go and jump in the ice. Lots of self-love. How to be uh, fabulous at 50. First 15 minutes in the morning, mentioned this before, but it's so, so important. So I'm mentioning it again. And the last 15 minutes at night are the most important times of the day. And if you get those right, you know, when you get really stuck and I've helped people, I'm blessed. I've never had depression. OK, no matter what challenges I've had, I've had trauma, I've had upset, I've had these horrible times where situations are not pleasant and you've got to get through them. But I've never been one to have depression. I believe it just comes down to your energy and it's almost like your solar plexus fire has gone out. So whilst people can go to the doctors and, you know, perhaps get tablets to numb emotions, I don't really feel that that's the way forward. It might work for some people, but it certainly has never, you know, been anything that I would look at. For myself personally, I'm not knocking doctors or medications because I can honestly say, you know, for certain people they are needed. However, when it comes down to if you're feeling a bit down, you know, look at what you can do naturally. And that first 15 minutes, you know, staring at a candle, eye gazing at the sun we haven't got much sun so if we don't have the sun let's do it with a candle it will literally if you imagine you just stare until your eyes go almost hazy at that candle and as your eyes start to blur you imagine that light coming in through the third eye 
and coming back to the pineal gland, which is like a little acorn shaped thing about where in between the ears in the middle and you imagine it just igniting and that's been proved you know you do that for five minutes on a morning that's been proved to do away with sad disorder you know which is where we're not getting enough vitamin d and enough sunlight and um, there's the lamps as well isn't there you can sit in front of one of the lamps while you're doing your breathing and get out in fresh air regardless of the sun or not the fresh air the energy of nature always 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 lifts you so i wouldn't say walk barefoot on the earth at this time of the year unless you're feeling really brave but certainly in the summer you'll see me doing that a lot so yeah self-love really important last thing at night just be mindful of what you do because as i say your brain is processing the last thing that you do at night all night long guys all night long so you imagine you know you watch a scary movie or worse still you watch the news that's been processed in your brain all night long and you're going to wake up in the morning with that same negative feeling because you've been processing it all night so again have a vision board at the side of your bed or remind movies on your phone and just look at that so that when you go to sleep you're focused on your goals your future the things you want to achieve and as i say when you wake up in the morning you're doing the same kind of practice that's something positive not going straight for your phone and scrolling through you know people's great lives with their fake smiles or their even worse negative posts or whatever's going on on social media it's either going to make you peed off that your life's not that good or else they're moaning about some political nonsense that's probably not even true that's going on in the world that doesn't affect you anyway so i'd really filter out you know what you're allowing into your space and into your energy field all right so sound and music well if you're going to be dancing you may as well blast out the song you don't need a guru our song which of course you can download when you go to my website we've got that song on free download for a limited time only i find it a really uplifting song you know not just because it's been written for me but just because it's just really catching you can't stop singing it and loads of people that have heard it have said the same so don't have to be that song just pick your favorite song and blast it out one that's positive one that you feel it lifts your energy and obviously nothing with negative um heartbreak words or gangster rap god forbid uh really be mindful of allowing that stuff in because the tones in that music are literally damaging it's been proved you only need to look at dr emoto's work where he did photographs of us sending words even or music to you know glasses of water putting it under a microscope and there you see these beautiful crystals all just like those gorgeous snowflakes and um ice that you see on your window you remember when we used to do those snowflakes at school when we were a kid cutting them out with the bits of paper and we'd see those beautiful snowflakes wow that's what the water looks like when you're sending it love and when it's being played beautiful classical music or you know instrumental music whereas when it's been sent hate or played heavy metal the the water just turns into those dark horrible you know discombobulated blobs 
So you don't want that. You know, you're made of uh, over 90% actually of molecules of water. So it's not rocket science, is it? You don't need to be a scientist to work out that if that is doing that to that water, which all science agrees with now, what is sound doing to you? And how should you be aware of even, you know, the tones playing on the back of adverts, um, the music that's banging out of your radio? Are you sure that that frequency, understanding that we are all energy and frequency and every frequency affects us, are you sure that those frequencies are going to be doing you good and not damage? So, yeah, be really mindful of the sound, play great sounds, and it's something I'm really passionate about anyway. Of course, we're going to be doing more podcasts with our professors and leading scientists to talk, actually, about the power of sound technology and frequency technology, okay? As I said, you know, everything in nature has a unique frequency, therefore, everything that counteracts it has a unique frequency. So imagine if we could, through frequency, reactivate our strands of DNA, reactivate, you know, our immune system and basically become our own innate healers. How incredible would that be? Well, it's possible. The technology is there. It needs to be measured. It needs to be mindfully done with leading qualified people and governing bodies. Can't stress that enough. But once you've got that formula, I'm telling you, the power of sound and music is definitely not to be underestimated be it on the making you feel depressed side or lifting you up side. So get that right. Play happy buzzing songs. And exercise and nutrition goes without saying. I'm not going to bang on about all that stuff because you already know it. But I would say get an expert, you know, pull in a qualified, trained expert. You'd do it if you go to the dentist. You wouldn't start trying to pull out your own teeth or... Uh, hairdressers trying to cut your own hair you would go out and you would get a professional to do it for you why do people not see it equally as important to get a professional to train them in their health goals and in their fitness goals and I also think looking at it exactly as that health and fitness goals rather than how do I look? And it's all about how you look. This is about optimizing your health and wellness to make you feel good, to keep the anti-aging properties going, to literally foods and nutrition can shorten the telomeres, which is to do with um, your aging process, work with the mitochondria to make sure that's optimized. And, you know, you can reverse the clock by decades if you get your nutrition and your exercise right and you do lots of water trying to avoid um, the toxins as much as possible because they are everywhere we know that but yeah so as we're getting to um, being fabulous at 50 some certain foods that help you rainbow fruit and veg trying to have them every day even if instead of going for that snickers or that mars bar that sugar-filled snack obviously just choosing it, the nice bright colored um fruit that you can see in various different shops you can just grab it now can't you it's available so some really great things uh, for keeping you young is rocket bok choy broccoli brussels sprouts well that'll be good if it's christmas cabbage cauliflower kale radishes blueberries 
dates, bananas, pomegranate. Pomegranate also very, very good for libido. It actually has a slight Viagra effect. And um, Viagra, there's an interesting topic. We might come uh, to do a podcast about that because uh, for those of you that know, you know, uh, that was quite an interesting chapter of my life at one point. But yeah, I just use pomegranate now. Mushrooms, watermelon. Yeah, multiple different types of berries. Eat good fats. So a portion of fat in each meal um, could come from oil, flaxseed, avocado, unsalted nuts and seeds, you know, getting your nut butters down you, but making sure they're good ones without palm oil and seed oils are to be avoided. Okay, again, really great for keeping you young, keeping your skin supple, collagen levels up and all the rest of it. Eating quality protein at every meal. And when we say every meal, you know, pick the um, eating plan that works for you. I know that intermittent intermittent fasting is going down really well for a lot of people. I tend to do that. I tend to have like a smoothie or something like that on a morning um, and just stick with that, to be honest. And then uh, wait until later in the day and then just have that period of time where I'm allowed to eat. And having something you fancy is okay. You know, if you're feeling like, you know, you feel something a bit naughty, like, I don't know, tuna melt, pizza, whatever, you know, have it once a week. Just make sure that the the side of life you choose to live on is a healthy one. And then fancying a treat, have a treat, but don't make it one of these patterns. Again, you slip into a pattern, walking into a shop. Oh, I'll just pick up a Mars bar because you did it yesterday. Walking into a shop. Oh, I'll just pick up the sugary can of drink or equally as bad, the diet drink. You know what that stuff um, that they put in the aspartin, don't you, that's put into uh, diet drinks. You know, do you know what that stuff's made out of? It's actually made from the poo of bacteria. So the deficit of, oh, it makes me cringe, of bacteria in a Petri dish. Well, obviously it's not a Petri dish. They'll be doing it in massive factories. Um, But that's it. And that is your sweetener. So it's basically the waste product of bacteria that goes into your sugar-free drinks and then uh, once you have that because your body is so complex you get this lovely sweet taste in your mouth and at that point your body will then produce all of the chemicals that you would normally produce if like insulin if you were having something sweet. So your body goes into its insulin production because it's had this sweet taste and no sugar comes. So it just spikes everything and it makes you actually put on weight. So if you're drinking these diet drinks all the time, thinking they're going to make you lose weight, wondering why you're not, that's why. It's because it's sending your body into chaos and um, turning everything into stored fat. And there's a science behind it all. So I have a Diet Coke. Yes, I do. Probably once a fortnight as a treat. And that's okay. Again, what side of life are we choosing to live on? So there's a few uh, little health tips for you. Right, so we're coming to being careful who you share your intimate energy with and who you have sexual encounters with. Well, I know some of you know that there was these uh, stories that went out, my 80 lovers and me having these romances. I was like, what, all at once? I mean, I was asking questions myself about that article. 
uh, actually going, what, you mean I'm having all of these lovers at the same time? <laughs> how am I fitting them in? <laughs> uh, just tell me how that works. So, you know, I for one don't believe anything I read in the media. I've seen behind the scenes how it works. But anyway, enough said on that. Ultimately, the truth is be careful who you share your intimate energy with. Okay, be careful who you have these sexual encounters with. So why? Because basically, yes, it's great to have a healthy sex life. And if you're in a loving relationship, amazing, have loads of sex. No one's going to take that away from you. And I'm not here to do that. That'd be the last thing I would do. However, if you are out and you are meeting people, randomers, basically, or even people you know, and you're having sex with them, then you better be sure that you are wanting to merge energy fields with those people. Because we have our own lot of trauma from this life, God knows, even from past life. And um, we're carrying it around with us. And it's a full on job to keep your energy clear, deal with your own emotions, release all your trauma. And then you meet somebody, I don't know, on Tinder or on these apps, and then you end up sleeping with them. And there's a massive energy exchange that goes on when you share your intimate energy. You know, it's actually being used, obviously, you know, for creation of humanity is why we have sex, obviously. But outside of that, it's been actually used to suppress humanity as well, because they know, and we'll come to they in other podcasts because it's not relevant for now, but that actually... When we are having loads of sex, thoughts about sex, that's a very low energy resonance, okay? And you're opening up all sorts of portals to all sorts of things for energy exchanges to happen. So the real beautiful thing and the way it should be done is like this merging of the sacred energy fields. So you would meet somebody and you would probably have months and months of planning um, and feeling into if this connection was right for you. And it's like going back to the old school dating, isn't it? Bring that back, that's what I say. Bring back the romance and the whining and the dining and the getting to know each other. And months down the line, what would then happen is you would spend probably three or four days preparing for the merger of the sacred energy field. And at that point, bring in the divine. So you would have the two people and feeling already this intense connection that's built up over a period of months. And then you have a detoxification, probably a fast to really clear out your energy for about three days and then you meet in that sacred space and there is an incredible merging of energy fields with the divine source of creation present. So if you bring the divine into your lovemaking, then you are bringing something very light and very beautiful and very truthful and um, protective actually into that space with you. When we see the opposite of that, like I say, these encounters or porn or prostitution and all that, can you imagine the opposite of that is going on? And what is the opposite to the light and the beauty of everything that we can bring in? The real dark stuff, which 
is to be avoided. It's a dark side of sex and I have got a whole podcast coming on that. So please, please be sure to make sure that you go to the you don't need a, a dot guru. You don't need a dot guru. And I'm going to be releasing all these kind of podcasts with more information. So I won't go on about it too much now, but be mindful about who you're having those encounters with. Keep a check on those beliefs. So my key belief is that life begins at 48. <laughs> um, I was going to say 50, but actually, let's be honest, I'm 48. <laughs> let's not give away those two years when I tried so hard so long ago to keep them. But our beliefs will actually define us. And believe it or not, we don't even make most of them. So from the minute you are born, um, you know, you are loved, you are nurtured, and then there will be a certain day, perhaps as a toddler or even just as a young baby, where you are told, don't do that. And you feel, oh, my God, I'm bad because I've just tried to put my hand in the socket, you know, at two years old and I've been shouted at. And the guilt comes and the I'm not loved comes and the I'm bad comes and you carry those beliefs. You can carry those beliefs from one simple moment like that as a child throughout your whole life. Now, couple that with teachers telling you you'll never amount to nothing. You thick, you an idiot. God, the way they used to talk to uh, students when, well, for the limited, very limited time that I went to school up until 13. <laughs> but uh, there you go. It's another story. It's another podcast, guys. But time I did go, yeah, you know, they would define you with what the teachers said about you. You can't do this. You can't do that. He's good. He's bad. Hopefully, you know, they've cleared it up a little bit since, but I'm not sure, you know, because we shouldn't be allowing anybody to put these limiting beliefs on us. And, you know, let's not forget society. Oh, you're meant to go sit in a chair from whatever it was, 9am it used to be, didn't it, till 3.30. And you are meant to sit there all day and study and learn all of these stuff we are teaching you, which is a whole load of someone else's beliefs. God knows the history classes probably aren't even true, most of it. I'm really questioning everything at the moment. So who knows what beliefs we get put on us, but we get to choose which ones we keep. So keep them in check you know, have good beliefs. We can do that. We can go back over your timeline and we can release systematically every single one of those beliefs that is blocking your way and every single emotion that's attached to it because they get stored at the time they get put in and then they become unconscious. So you're not even aware, again, that you're running them in the background. So um, keep an eye on the website, sign up there on the free subscription and I will do a whole belief clearing exercise on there. Okay, it'll come under the meditation section. All right, so make compassion and caring others your, for others your number one priority every day. I know we get busy, guys. I know. We all get busy and we're all focused and there doesn't seem enough hours in the day. But actually, prioritising the needs of others, ones that we've talked about our own energy fine and you've done your little morning routine and you're feeling good and you've nurtured yourself. Great. You know, that's the time where we think we can give from our overflow. And ultimately, why are we here? 
we're not here to chase the rat race and the money race and you know how much money can we get in the bank and stress and all this stuff we're here to be compassionate and that doesn't matter if it's from a big platform it doesn't matter if you're uplifting and helping just one person let's not get attached because then we're doing i'll do this because there's something in it for me what we should be doing here is giving out our time and our energy to support other people, people around you. You are not going to be fulfilled, you know, if you just focus on yourself and your goals and your dreams. We are one at the end of the day. As humanity, we are a collective. So we need to be giving out compassion to the collective. And that might just be the little old lady that's struggling to cross the road or the neighbour, you know, that can't get out because it's snowing. And you happen to knock on the door and ask them, did they want some shopping? That just lifts the consciousness of the collective. You don't have to be on a platform speaking to 25,000, 100 people, 100,000 people. You know, you can just help the you know, world, one person at a time. So guys, be kind and let's not make it be a life about ourselves. And I ensure you, I assure you that when you do that, because we are one, everything comes back to you tenfold anyway. As long as we detach from the reason that that's why we're doing it, we don't do it for that. We just give out kindness because we're smart and we understand we are all one. Okay, it doesn't mean being wishy-washy, it doesn't mean being a pushover, it doesn't mean accepting bad behaviour. Um, you can call out the truth and you can be authentic yourself, but what it does mean is when you get given an opportunity to help your fellow man in any way, shape or form, do it and look for those things, save time for it and set the intention uh, to be a good person and to be kind an act of kindness every day. It'll keep your energy high. It will keep you loving yourself. It will keep you loving others. So it's just going to make you feel great and it's going to keep you young. Dance around the house naked. This is the one you've been waiting for, isn't it? <laughs> I do dance around the house naked. I'm going to admit it. I've done it for years. I jump out of bed after I've done my meditation and not every day. Okay, not every day. But I do dance around the house naked. I've spent many a time in front of the mirror doing self-massage, looking at my body, doing self-love and appreciation. And that's not from an ego point of view. That's from an embracing the magic of this incredible vehicle that I've been blessed to have been given to me to experience this dimension that I'm in. So it's appreciation from the body of everything in it. And it doesn't instantly have to go to something really sleazy and sexual. Uh, ooh, because it's a naked body and because you might be dancing in front of the mirror and you might even touch yourself. That is beautiful. Because if we can do that and nurture ourselves and love ourselves in that way, then we leave ourselves open to already and also being loved because we're already loved anyway all right gratitude so it is impossible did you know this to feel any negative emotion when you're in a state of gratitude try it now okay so bring up a picture in your mind you can close your eyes for this Take some nice deep breaths and just tune into your heart. Feel your heart. We've become disconnected, I know. But just breathe into your heart. Take some nice deep breaths. And from your heart, I want you just to bring up a picture in front of your heart of somebody that is dear to you, somebody that you love. 
and just feel all the appreciation and gratitude for the fact that they're in your life. Be it a baby, a child, be it your sister, your brother, your mum, your lover, your husband, your granny, whoever it is, just really bring up that picture of them or that feeling of them or those words they say to you. Just really get the sense of them and feel it in your heart. Take a minute to really connect and just feel grateful for all of the beautiful words that you share the connection that you share, the love that you share with them, feeling thankful. Now try and think of something that pisses you off and be grateful at the same time. Come on, really try. Feel that gratitude and feel pissed off. Absolutely, you can't do it, can you? So no, it is impossible to feel peed off and grateful at the same time. So why aren't we being more grateful more of the time? There's a question for you to ask yourselves, my friends. Gratitude is key. It's not some wishy-washy, oh, hippie stuff that we should be grateful. It creates a direct shift in your emotions and you are responsible for the emotions you choose to feel. So if we start to embrace these practices, snap ourselves out of that running those programs and every so often in the day just think right just going to do a moment of gratitude breathe it in and feel grateful write a gratitude list when you wake up on a morning uh, write a gratitude list or read the one you've already written have a little book by the side of your bed and write all the things you can be grateful for that day read it in the morning that's a double whammy isn't it because it organizes your 15 minutes so on that note you know I'm immensely grateful for all the magical moments. Sometimes, you know, I'm a challenge in life. Like we've all had challenges. We all have challenges. But I still manage to just be eternally grateful to everyone who's been part of my journey, to my beautiful family. I'm incredibly proud of Jordan and Chloe, my two grown-up children. Lost their father. Uh, they had to put up with me for bringing them up and being a mum. You know, I did my best, but I was busy trying to work for us as well, doing crazy stories out there for, for in the media, R all running businesses, all around business. And obviously I was there for them. We had great holidays. I cooked and I nurtured them the best I possibly could. But, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure there was times I thought, why can't we just have a normal mum, stay-at-home mum, that when I get home she'd just bake loads of cakes instead of it just baking a Christmas cake once a year. Uh, they have been well nurtured through food though, I've got to say. They're both really healthy and they're both amazing cooks and actually they are incredible humans. So, you know, full credit to them actually for that. They've come through a lot. So I'm so grateful to them and um, so grateful to my chief of operations and dynamic singer who has created that song for me, You Don't Need a Guru. Download it on my website or on Luke's website, Luke-Greenwood. Vanessa Thorpe, Ricardo, Ashraf, these are just some of my team and people that have supported me and helped me along the way. Chris, thank you. Sam, Dynamic Mike, Jean, Jean, Amar, Jules, Dan, Ian, thank you. Peter, love you lots. Lulu, Victor. And last, but by no means least, John big shout out to you. You know who you are. J-O-N. Love you, my friend. You are amazing. Thank you for being the superstar that you are and that you always show up to be. 
I'm sure there's many, many more people that I should be thanking for all of your support over the years, but they're the main ones that jumped in my head. I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys. I really do feel grateful for all of you. And finally, remember this. We are here to grow. So the moment that we realise that this was not meant to be a comfortable ride in the park, <laughs> this was not meant to be a comfortable experience, but actually we came to Earth School to learn and grow. And from the challenges and those challenges we face, we can really start to embrace the tests of life. They happen and they're going to continue to happen. But imagine when you're in that challenging, difficult, stressful time, imagine if you could say to yourself from that point of view, I get through this. And when I do get through this, I'm going to be so much more of a strong, wiser, um, more uplifted, better person for it because I learn the most from the hard things. So this is showing up to give me a growth experience because that is how we grow. It's earth school, guys. It's not meant to be a ride in the park. So we've all gone through upset, heartache, sadness. But imagine the other times you went through it and you got to the other side and you've actually said to yourself, I know you have, you've looked back in hindsight, perhaps after a breakup, it might be a year later, two years later and thought, thank God I didn't end up with him <laughs> or her. Oh God, I know I have. Um, when you've been absolutely heartbroken at the time. But it all is happening for a reason. And if we can have more faith, surrender more, open ourselves to this proved scientifically all-knowing source of supporting energy that is there beyond a shadow of a doubt we've touched it we've experienced you know miracles look around you look at the beautiful plants the trees the food you eat none of that was just created by something that isn't super super intelligent more than we are surrender to that don't feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders because you're supported. Just try it. I surrender. Show me, guide me what to do. Show me, guide me how to do it. The answers will come. You know, find your faith and keep your faith. OK, and remember, you are here to grow. So, you know what? You don't need a guru. <laughs> you are your own innate wisdom just start tapping into it more if you haven't already heard the first podcast and the second podcast particularly um i teach you how to get yes no answers from that all-knowing part of you so you actually be your own guru don't follow these fake ones or you know some of these crazy gurus out there telling people to stop their medication telling people to you know awaken their kundalini sending them into psychiatric wards and all sorts of crap going down we can guide ourselves through this stop giving your power away and start looking within because it's on the inside that the answers will be found my friend so practice some meditations there's some free ones on my website you don't need a dot guru get yourselves on there or just uh, louisevandervelde.com there's free meditations loads of free content content from uh, these professors experts health experts wealth experts it's all coming on there so you'll get the downloads i think there's about 1200 pounds worth of downloads that we're giving away for free at the minute guys so get yourselves to the website 
and let's see if we can help you lift a little bit more and in the meantime i'm sending you massive love thank you so much for supporting my journey please share this because it's important that we give out as much wisdom as we can as much information because the world needs our help more than ever all right so bye from me whatever you're doing and i look forward to seeing you on the next podcast Mwah. bye for now